Hello everyone and welcome to the LOI Zone podcast. Uh, we're delighted to be back this week. Myself, Luke, is joined by Liam and Jamie. Uh, we might be joined by Jonathan uh, later on. Uh, that's all, uh, we'll see. Lads, thanks for joining me, especially on uh, you know Champions League. I'm just have the game on here in the background with Man City and Real Madrid. Uh, should like obviously from the first level in an amazing game. Uh, thanks for joining me anyways and you aren't watching this. Of course not. The commitment has to be there now, Luke. Better things to do. Some, some bigger games now on yeah. Friday night to look forward to. Forget about your Champions League final. Absolutely. Um, well, I'll have it on here in the background anyway, so uh, I'll be able to keep you informed if you really want to know. <laughs> but, um, anyways, uh, lads, I think the the best way to start this um, episode is to chat about Stephen Bradley. He's obviously been in the news a lot now uh, this throughout this week so far. Lincoln City, it started off with Lincoln City making them uh, their prime target uh, for new manager. They obviously sacked their manager after a poor season. They finished, I think it was 17th or something they finished. Um, really poor season. We've actually got two of their players as well on loan who have been in fine form for us. Um Test now to see what way that will work out if Bradley does get the job. But anyways, the, and now it looks like Bradley is gonna open talks throughout the the rest of this week. Um, they've made their move anyways. Uh, Liam, I'll start with you. What you make? What you making of this? Uh, firstly, I think it's a great compliment to to Bradley. I mean, look, the work he's done at Rovers over the last few few years has been absolutely unbelievable. Like he's got them back up to where they really need to be. Uh, while bringing in a star-studded team like we always yeah. we, we've mentioned it a few times like even the players on their bench coming on like like in some games they're bringing Jack Byrne and Aaron Green and Richie Towell off the bench like that is absolutely ridiculous like um, so it's a real I think it's it's a deserved it's deserved if he does go I think it's he's like I said he's done absolutely brilliantly you know, and I know Rovers fans will be absolutely good to see him go uh, and he's bringing two backroom staff with him as well Um, so Look, it's a compliment to himself, really, and maybe in some aspects of the league that there's actually there is teams really looking at us, um, and we are mm. we we already we we already know we're a target for like for players, but um, for managers as well, it's a uh, look I'm absolutely delighted for him, and it's fair fair play for him for everything he's done at Rovers now, and we'll we'll see how he can finish off this season. Yeah, uh, uh, if he looks the way that. If he does go, it's going to be immediately because they're obviously now in uh, off season because their season's just finished up. Uh, there at the weekend, um, so if he is going in, he'll be going in straight away uh, and getting a a full yep. in, in the summer uh, to to build a squad that he wants. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll he'll maybe Jamie look at bringing in someone now if he does go. Will he be looking at some of his ex, some of his players with Rovers, the likes of the ones that come to mind, the likes of Pico Lopez? Could he end up making a move across the water? Uh, there's a few other could probably. Yeah. Do you think uh, could you see Bradley um, taking more? Yeah, well, it's a credit to Shamrock Rovers as a whole, like you were saying, uh, the two is. Like, it's not just Bradley that Lincoln have idle pair, they've idle. Obviously, his assistant, Glenn Cronin, which you expect, but also Stephen McVale, director who is, uh, the CEO and the director of football. Director um, of football, I think he is, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So that would mean that, you know, Lincoln have obviously seen Shamrock Rovers' model 
and want to take pieces of that and emulate it over in England at Lincoln. So that would probably mm. lend to them following, you know, a similar transfer strategy and obviously players that are out rovers clearly fit the bill. So the likes of Pico Lopez, Andy Lyons, Jack Byrne, they'll all definitely be up for discussion. Obviously we don't know Lincoln's squad inside out to be able to point out what areas they no. need to improve. But um with that said, like these are players that Bradley will be able to keep an eye out for. Um not just Rovers players, the whole league in general. You know, there's plenty of players in the League of Ireland that are at that League One level. Uh, and if they were already playing in England, they'd be um, very expensive for a club like Lincoln to buy. But the fact that they're in Ireland and shorter contracts, it's definitely a market that Bradley will be hoping to, to exploit for Lincoln if he does end up going. Um, I think, back to your question, I think if I was a Rovers fan, I'd be very worried. I think if he does go, we mightn't see the impact on the squad until maybe the end of this season. And then, you know, when the Rovers players' contracts start to wind down, you might have an offer from Lincoln and, you know, obviously Bradley would be a key factor in that. Yeah. I'd be interested now to see how the talks go over the next few days, though. Um, obviously, it's still an early, still early day. And, you know, we've we've seen, I've seen different things about odds for next uh, Sean McRover's manager. And Jamie, you sent me one earlier on uh, with Robbie Keane doing the, the, the most, I think the favourite. Um, John I think Caulfield Damien Duff. Was... Crazy. Yeah, I thought it was Robbie Keane. Was it not Robbie Keane? No. no. John Caulfield, 3 to 1. Robbie Keane, 4 to 1. Oh, yeah. Damien Duff, Damien 8 to 1. After him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, look. You know, it's hard to know about um, what way Rovers. Like, oh, look, it's still early days and they're only in talks at the minute. So let's see what Bradley does over the next few days. And But I'm sure Rovers fans are, you know, looking at that very uneasily and saying, you know, we kind of want to, you know, they have a game now on Friday against Harps um, in Tala. You know, there might be a lot of unrest in Tala if, you know, it's the end of Bradley's future and Bradley's on the sideline, you know, that type of way. Um, I think the Rovers fans probably want an answer as soon as possible. So, expect and um, instead of waiting now a while. But look, again, it's, it's one of these things, it's a waiting game to see and what, how the talks go down. I think the talks of, we're supposed to start some point this week so we'll see over the next few days um, an interesting how, question uh, there actually would be uh, Jack Byrne would he make the move again if Bradley I can't calls? see it I, I, I don't think he would um, no I think he's I think he, he's, set, he's starting to just find his feet now at home again um, so I just can't see him again making that move look again you know what I mean I, I, I might from my guess you know I mean he's settling back in the league he has you know visions of Getting into an Irish, I know if Bradley, you know, goes to Lincoln, he's and he does sign him. Look, he's not, he's gonna get into the team. You know what I mean? He's, he knows uh, Jack well, but my guess would be that genuinely that he'll he'll stay with Rovers for the for the for the time being, especially this season, um, and and finish it out the season with them. I just can't see Jack Brown leaving, and, I, and it's the same with Andy Lyons. I think Andy Lyons get it's just as well. But again, these these are players who are who are well good enough to to play over there. So uh, time will tell, I suppose. Depending on how, how Bradley takes a job, if he takes a job or not. So it's a, it's an interesting one. It sort of it gives you a bit of like it's gonna happen. Um, but it, again, look, it's, it's a credit to the league and, and to Shamrock Rovers that their backroom staff and all like yeah. noticed like that uh, for a League One club. So you know if they do yeah, take exactly. the, ro- the the role, complain them and um, we wish them all the very luck, all the very best. But uh, it should be an interesting one, anyways. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we'll uh, jump straight into it anyways. Uh, results from the weekend. Uh, we'll start at Daily Man. Uh, I'll go to you for this game. Let's go individually for each game and just get it get through yeah. it. Um, so, just us talking for um, most of yeah. it. I know, look, that's yeah. the point of it. But anyways, uh, Bowes 3, UCD 0. Uh, Jamie, what do you think of this one? Big win for Bowes. Yeah. Uh, especially after, you know, a poor result um, against Rowe uh, last week. Yeah, huge one for Bowes. Absolutely massive, I thought. Uh, after seeing the highlights for this game, UCD were well up to this game. Uh, the first 45 minutes, I think Junior scored just before half time. But up until then, it mm. was really a very, very even game. Both sides attacking, both sides, you know, giving each other chances at the back, a few mistakes. But um, <coughs> yeah, I think for the first time, in a long time this season, you know, after Bowes went one up, they were comfortable. They didn't look like they were going to fuck up as they usually do and gift away free goals. They really settled into the game. Um, I thought Promise and Junior up top, they sort of played off each other for the first time this season, as far as I'm aware, and they were absolutely superb. The two of them definitely complement each other very well. Like, the way that Promise makes these darting runs deep, and then um, the likes of Junior... Oh, I've never seen this, even back yeah. in his dairy days. Uh, mm. He's getting the ball into feet, he's dropping deep, and it's a really a, a decent combination. Like, let's be real, you know, it's UCD, so it has to be, has to be taken with a grain of salt. But um, the, I really like the look of it. I have to say, I'm interested to see how they how they line up, you know, next week and if they go with the same front two, because, you know, obviously they'll be playing a, a much more difficult side in, um, who was, I think, it was Derry away. I think it's Derry away, yeah. yeah. Um, is your dad right? So that that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, very very impressed. As for UCD, um, typical UCD performance. I think the UCD fans are starting to get a bit restless now at this stage. Uh, haven't won in a long time. Obviously, an embarrassing result against Derry last week, and they went on and had another poor performance in that second half. So, I think we'll have to see how that goes. I think UCD play some dark at home. I was looking at the fixtures, so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it'll be important to at least put in a proper shift for 90 minutes. Mm. Yeah, I was quite interested uh, watching this one back, the way that you were mentioning how the, the two boys, Thomas and Junior, linked mm. up very well together. Um, the way I was from watching Bowes this season, that's the kind of way they've been playing. It's not been a great, real, you know, brand of football that you'd be, that you'd want to watch that type of way um, because they were just sort of getting it into promise and hoping that a lucky they'll get a lucky break using yeah. the wingers and that and you know it wasn't really a great way I just from watching the game in United Park that uh, heading game park um when they played draw the ball into promise's feet he wasn't doing an awful lot with it um but having the two of them together getting the ball into them there you know what I mean that 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 will work and you know I think even from the penalty the when they won the penalty um promised the ball breaks promise he plays a lovely pass just right across the box and you know juniors taken out is did did you think did, did you see that one jamie and did you actually think that was a penalty had to watch the replay a few times did he yeah, get the, the ball promise yeah i don't know for me at the ball i i could be a bit wrong you know obviously i mm. wish the highlights showed i saw the replays and all but like it didn't stand out to me as a a horrible decision either so no, uh, I think at the same time, you know, there's a bit of give or take, you know, we like yeah. to criticize referees, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not too sure about that one, to be honest with you, Luke. My initial reaction from when he, when he first made the challenge, 
uh, Liam, I don't know if you've seen it yourself, but um, like my first re- reaction was like, "Geez, that's a great tackle by uh, Todd." But referee gave the penalty, and even to the to, to the disbelief of the UCD players as well. Hmm. There's only been a that's few of them this season, really, hasn't there? There's been yeah, a few like 50, 50 tackles that you just don't know. Like even the one against yeah, for, for us against Dundalk at home was a very. Uh, if he won, like at first glance, yeah. you look at it and you think you can see why the referee's given it, like, and then at a second and third glance, you're like, oh, actually, maybe not. Like, yeah, it's one of them. Ones that, I don't know. It's a, look, it's a tough one for the referees who've got one chance to see it, you know what I mean? And and that's all they have, but um, they've got to go with what they feel. And you know, some will be happy with it, some won't be. That's just the way that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. Um, right, lads, next game, uh, Liam. Go to you, Oriel Park, Dundalk 4, Draw United 1, which we didn't have to talk about this game, but we do. <laughs> uh, no, look, let's. I'm not going to. Not a good week, away. fellow, I don't. Uh, no, absolutely not, but I'm not going to take getting away from uh, from Dundalk here because I think Dundalk were outstanding. Um, just everything they've done, I think they were hurt from when the, the reverse fixture at home in Heading Game Park. I think they were definitely hurt from that and they bossed that game. Yeah, I mean, I think. From our point of view as well, I think in early, this is a game that was, or a result really, that was, and a performance that was kind of nearly coming. With, yeah. We, like, looking at the squad injury-wise, and, you know, Williams wasn't fully fit, he was on the bench. Uh, Foley yeah, said, I thought, and, and even, I, yeah, we, I think those players as well, throughout the, we were missing a few who didn't week before with illnesses and that so I don't think it was a great week but leading up to it either with training and that uh, with, with illnesses and that so players missing and that and play, a few players playing on niggles as well so not not yeah look it's a sh- seemingly seem, yeah, like you said like it's a, an injury stricken side at the moment and we've considering what the the lad they've given for the like in the last the previous games that Sligo game like um, the work effort they've put in has been absolutely phenomenal um, so this is nearly yeah. kind of you could see it coming. Look from a draw point of view, it's just a shame that it happened to be in Oriel Park. But uh, like, like you said, actually yeah. coming to Dundalk, they've been brilliant, and I do think recent was like not even recent results from from the start of the season. They always they looked like they were going to be a hard team to beat. Um, and I know it's still yeah. for that for them it's still kind of seen as the rebuilding process. Um, but they've been they haven't exactly they haven't been bad to watch at all this season. Really, they've they're taking their I know, like they didn't, they didn't against us, and there's a not, I can't remember which which other game I was watching, but there's one or two games where they didn't take the chances. But the rest of them, they've really just been slotting them home. Um, yeah, they look like they do look like a team to beat. There, it's it's still early on. Do I see them catching Derry? No, but I do see them solidifying themselves as a in a European spot, and I do. I I I will. I, I reckon they'll be in Europe next season anyway. They're 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 very impressive, but uh, I do think they're bit more quality uh com- combined with our uh our lack of kind of fully fit players really summed up that scoreline. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Jamie, um just on this just on Dundalk um themselves, like obviously from watching I've seen them a few times this season and from what I've seen I think that was their best performance of the season so far. Um and I think Stevie O'Donnell actually uh, mentioned that as well after the game that it was but um Looking at the game, um, but for Dundalk, would you say I? It's, it's an interesting one because you know you've got the top two and we're nearly at nearly a, a big gap between the top two and the rest. But would you say Dundalk yeah. are the the third strongest? I know 
you know, you'll you'll be disappointed with how Pats are going at the moment. But which just from looking at, I I would think that Dundalk are probably that third strongest. But what would you think? Yeah, obviously things change very fast. But uh, at the minute, I would yeah, agree. Yeah. I think um, they look really good at the minute. They started the season. When you look back at it, you know, obviously we were sort of criticizing them for maybe getting too many draws, but they've built on them draws in recent weeks, and they're they're winning at home a lot more often than they were. Um, a few weeks back and they really look like they are starting to gel you know there was a big rebuild at the dock a huge rebuild and I think they're starting to reap the rewards now and I expect them to even get more consistent as the season goes on um, yeah. if I was to put you know my life on the line I probably would say the dock to finish third um, which you know I think that would be a great season for the dock to be out of Europe and then to come in you know Stevie's first year a big overhaul Stevie would be delighted with that yeah yeah it would be amazing. Um, as for you know the game itself, I think one of the areas, you know, no disrespect to any Dundalk players here, but uh, one of the areas that Dundalk were particularly weak was um, fullback. You know, you had the likes of Sam Bone, Lewis McCarry, who I actually like, and Darrell Lee. Uh, Darrell Lee over the last four or five weeks has probably been singled out by a lot of people as being a very poor performer. You know, I've seen him a few times this year and I haven't been particularly impressed. He obviously scored a brace here against Strada. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't, from what I heard, he was brilliant throughout the game, even without his very, goal. Very, very good. So, Darley, that's yeah. a big positive because we all remember how good Darryl he is when he's playing at 100%. Like, I remember that season at both. He was superb. So, you know, that's yeah. a key addition uh, to get him firing on all cylinders. So, everything seems to be looking rosy at them, Doc, but like I alluded to earlier, things change very quickly. Yeah, they do, especially, you know, in this league, like, there's no doubt in that one minute, yeah. Dundalk, next minute it could be someone else. So, um, of that other, other, uh, um, that other gap of people, of teams, but I think we will, as a group, we could definitely agree that the, um, there is definitely a gap, a big gap between the two, anyways. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah that's the pack, well. Yeah, that's, that's just the way. Um, we'll go to the game that was on the telly, lads. Uh, I'm sure Dylan, uh, we know Dylan was at this one from uh, listening to him uh, throughout the week. Um, I think he was happy enough with a point against the, um, their, fellow, their fellow Rovers. Um, Liam, I'll stay with you. Uh, Sligo won, Shamrock Rovers. Um, Andy Lyons gave them an early lead, and then uh, Jordan Hamilton gets a, an equaliser late enough on. Um, decent result for Sligo in the end. Yeah, well for out. Result, I think, for Sligo as well. They, uh, it looks like going off. I was watching the highlights. It looks kind of like a game of two halves, nearly. Uh, Rovers started yeah. off the second half. They were the start, obviously much better, much better side in the first half. Start off the second half like they might, uh, might be a bit more of a threat than uh, Sligo, and they might kind of finish out the game. But once kind of Sligo kind of kicked into gear midway through the second half and really started gunning at Rovers, and uh, is a is a it looks like a, a weird old goal. I didn't even I thought it went over at first. Uh, look at the highlights. Yeah, 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 it was a, I mean, look, great header, a big loop and header. Keepers always going to struggle to get to that type of header, but it was um, after that, then they still they were still kind of pressing rovers. They looked like they they wanted wanted to get a second, and they looked like they were going to get a second. Uh, I think Manus made a very good save. Um, also credit to McGinty who had a very uh, pretty decent game as well. Um, he's proven to be a a good uh, a good factor in this uh, Sligo team, but he's. It was a, it was a very, I thought it was, like I said, a game of two halves. Really, I think um, Rovers 
we saw that bit of a class that Rovers still bring, even though they couldn't just couldn't find a back of the net uh, to get a second. They still some of the football they were playing was really really nice. Um, quick pass and there's little uh, flicks around the corner and all that jazz to get them just uh, slightly ahead of the slug of defence were very nice. But uh, yeah, McGinty McGinty had a very good game, I thought. Um, and look at what well well learned draw for Sligo. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, lad. Pat's nil, Derry four. Uh, thought I'd go to you on this one uh, as a as yeah. a as a Pat man yourself. Uh, yeah, seeing the highlights of this game, I think the scoreline definitely uh, showed uh, the showed the game really really just you know showed what sort of game it was. It was a really a one sided game. You know, I think the manner and some of the goals maybe Pat's conceded. I'm sure you were very disappointed about as well. Yeah, uh, the scoreline actually flattered flattered Pat's not Derry. Uh, Derry could easily won this game seven or eight. That's how bad it was. Um, yeah. Taking nothing away from Derry, they were absolutely superb. I I have to say, when it comes to a League of Ireland team performing against Pats, that is the pinnacle that I can ever remember. You know, there's no Rover yeah. side, no Dundalk <laughs> side, no Cork side that played that well against Pats. They were superb. Um, men versus boys, quite literally. Um, Pats yeah. were clueless. They didn't really look like they had any plan B. They were really, really disappointed throughout the whole game. Um, Richmond was rocking as well at the start, and then half of the crowd left at three or four now. So, you know, that's not good for the, the momentum of the club at the minute. Everything seems to be going relatively well in terms of crowds until now. Um, it was definitely a weird decision, I have to say. I'm not one to criticise managers. You know, they know more about football than I do. But we went to back five for the first time at all this season. Um, that I can remember anyway. And just left Forrester and Adam O'Reilly in the middle. They were getting bullied to do yeah. them in midfield by the likes of Pache and McElhenney. Uh, Domagan had a great game. So, you know, that was an absolutely, you know, not, not to call it out because obviously hindsight makes it look easy to say that was a problem point, but we were poor. Uh, Jack Scott, God bless him, he was getting done on that line every single time. And uh, Matty Smith was brilliant. Obviously he scored early to put Derry up. Um, but Jack Scott, uh, I don't think he made a tackle on Matty Smith at least once in the whole game. It was woeful. Um, I think there's definitely a few questions that need to be asked. I think the style of football needs to change with Pats. But, you know, I think that Derry side would have thumped anyone in the league, including Shamrock Rovers, on that night. I thought they were absolutely superb. Um, Matty Smith finally find, uh, found some form. Obviously got his first goal. And obviously he didn't really train much in pre-season. I'm telling you now, lads, second half of the year, Matty Smith is going to be one of the best players in this league. I can guarantee it. I obviously know him from last year and I saw how good he was on Friday night. Um, it's another scary threat to add to that buried side. And don't even get me started when Michael Duffy adds to that side as well. <laughs> it's definitely a, a very, very good team. How far do you reckon they'll go in Europe? Good question. Um, for me, I think they're not in the second round, like Pats, they start off in the first round. I would probably assume they get through the first round. And then past that, it depends on the draw. You know, that second round is so varied. You have the likes of the champions of Gibraltar. And you also have like the third place team in in Poland. And, you know, that's a very good outfit. So it just depends on the draw to that, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's we're looking at it as well. Like it's uh, I, just from the highlights of the game, it's a game that really... Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty nicely. The scoreline definitely flattered Pats, which is a 
um, when you've lost a game 4 0, but uh, just looked like one of them nights, anyways, for Pats, Jamie. I hope so. I hope it's not a regular occurrence, anyway, because it was dire. <laughs> it was very, very poor. But, um, yeah. Yeah. There you were absolutely superb. Uh, it, it's hard to really, you know, it felt like like a friendly pace. It reminded me of Pats against Chelsea a couple of years ago. That's how bad it was. But anyway, uh, we move on. Obviously, a big alloy zone derby on Friday, so hopefully we better. Yeah, back. but that's that's a funny thing that you you mentioned. It's a bit like a preseason der uh, preseason not preseason derby a preseason game because I think it, uh, someone said that about Pats there not long ago after the UCD game that. It felt like the game was like a, a preseason game. Like that's that's twice now that's been mentioned about Patson. Because you don't really really you really hear something like that in the middle of a season that, you know, teams are playing pace. It's 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 a very funny thing. It, like what would you, what do you think that comes down to, Liam? I'll come to you on that one. What do you think that comes down to? Because I find that hard to wrap my head around, to be honest. Uh I think well Jamie said earlier they it was the first time they'd played with a, a back five. And I think that I think kind of I think it's nearly again, especially against a team like Derry. It's not a team you want to be experimenting against. If you have, we went to a back four in the second half, lane, Sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, very uh, similar, but yeah. Okay, I mean, that like it's just you don't experiment in a game. Like fair enough, if it was maybe UCD or if it was Finn Harps uh, at home, uh, not in Body Buffet. Uh, maybe you could ex- you could experiment there, but not especially against a team against Derry. And I mean. With a midfield with patching in it and with Thompson, uh, I don't remember if he played. Did he play on? Um, Thompson didn't know. It was didn't uh, know. Dumb again. He was in midfield. Very very good. A yeah, very good player as well. Um, but you, this the, especially with the two you're saying your two midfielders got bullied. That's especially against a midfield tree like that. It's not something you do if they're not properly used to it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it just seemed like a bit of a lapse in judgment really from from Clancy, and that's. Three goals in the was it three goals in the first half probably set the tone for yeah, the, for the yeah. second half then and it was just too hard to bounce back especially look you said you they it was the best team you'd seen playing Richmond Park against Pats in a long time so um yeah it may have looked in all fairness maybe Pats or uh, Derry made it look like it was a, a preseason game they're just that good but I I think I, def- I definitely don't think the uh the decision to start with a back five helped uh helped Pats case. Uh, by any means, and uh, I, I rate Tim Clancy a lot naturally, being a Drada fan, but uh, it just seemed like a bit of an odd call. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, an interesting call because you know I, one thing definitely about Pats this season is we'd nearly say that going forward they've not looked the best, but defense and defensively they've they've had plenty of games this season and you know plenty of games that they've done really well in uh, defensively, but this game. Was just, I think, I don't know. I think it might have been the second goal. Jamie Mike could be able to correct me when the one it was. I think Patchen takes the shot and it hits yeah. off. And got like McGonagall throws the leg at it. Like, there was like three or four times that Pats could have just hoofed it, rid of it. Like, and they're they, yeah. like, I just it was, it was poor defending, really, really poor defending. I'm you yourself, like, you know, would, be, would have been very, oh, very disappointed about that. Pulling your hair, it was so frustrating. Also, Derry got a perfectly fine goal rule there. I don't even know why it got disallowed to this day. I'm not sure if it was in the highlight show because I... I did see that, actually, yeah. Game, but, uh, I don't have a clue why it got ruled out, to be honest. Obviously, I think it was at 1-0. So, uh, so there's still a bit of hope at that point. But that, I, obviously, I'm 
trying to be as unbiased as possible, but that was definitely a goal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, it looks Anyways, like it looks like it's with Derry anyway. That most of the, their goals came from Pats, kind of like you said, not clearing Derry. their lines, just trying to play it out from the back, yeah. and just handing it to them, and especially with Derry high pressing as well with players who just like really high tempo. It's not the ideal thing to, not the ideal way to play against Derry. Like you just want to be getting the ball up and away from your box as quick as possible with with their attacking players. Yeah, as well though, like you know, I think like from just looking at it as well, like it's it's an interesting one that you mentioned that. But I think Pats have to nearly yeah one nil down that early on. Nearly like okay, I'm not gonna sit stand here and say what way you should play, but you know, change like do change it up in the fact that play just play the basics. You know what I mean? Just do the basics because I don't even think Pats are doing the basics. And you know, as you said, the goals came from errors and. I think this, the first goal comes from very unlike Chris Farsteck giving the ball away in the midfield. Leads to a goal. Joe Redmond then gives the ball away, I think, for the um, You know, it's just very unlike Pats to, to be giving away the, the goals that they did and the chances. So, you know, I'm sure Tim will be working hard this week. And, you know, I'm sure he'll want to, to go back to just the basics and not be trying that in mad, you know, the type of way. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I thought about the the five. That's what I was thinking about the five back. I was quite confused. It was just kind of like even, players aren't really used to playing a five back this season. So why would you? Why would you kind of, especially in a game against Derry, like it's a, it was an odd call, but um, it didn't exactly go in his favor. But yeah, I'm sure they're they're a lot of patches he has to be trying to fix now uh, with that team, especially coming into coming into his home territory in Drada. Yeah, I agree. With yep, that. absolutely. <laughs> I think we move on now, lads, to the, to the what was the final game of the Friday games. Finn Harps won. James. Uh, no. Sorry, Liam. Uh, Finn Harps won. Shells nil. I was very, very disappointed to see that uh, Shells had conceded so late on. I was hot. Both teams hot for a draw, but Finn Harps uh, spoiled, the, spoiled the party and uh, got a... For them. Huge win for them. I mean, it's, it's puts them in kind of contention now. It's with, with us and Shells. Like why? Why? Yeah, they're two two points off Shells. They're only three points off us. It's it's not looking good for us. Like it's kind of you know it did that result didn't really favour us. I know we didn't. We probably wouldn't want anyone winning winning that game. That that'd be the preference. But that was a uh, yeah no that fair look fair play to them. They uh, going off the highlights. It didn't. It looks like Shells had one or two chances that I thought went in. Um, but they were like, I mean, Harps, Harps' defence tightening up uh, again for a lot of the game. Uh, and it just kind of, again, it, again, it kind of summed Chelsea's season up this season, this this year. Like, um, They're just inconsistent yeah. in their results. They can't seem to find, they'll go on, like, you know, beating Derry and then losing to Pats a few weeks, or uh, Harps a few weeks later. It was very, uh, just strange. Like, it was, um, especially against a team like Derry, it was, uh, it was a bit strange, but Look, credit to Harps. They they really dug out the win, um, and they're right back in. It's again that Harps mentality that they, we've we've seen for so so long is that, you know, it's not over to the fat lady sings and who else to do it but Barry McNamee. Yeah, yeah. it was a great finish. We've got Barry McNamee got the box and you know he really is a special a special player when he's, on, when he's on his game. You know what I mean? He's a he's a he's a really really good player. 
really on that, you know. But uh, Jamie, yeah. I'm just gonna go to you about this one. Um, the game, it's like I think you know, Jamie, uh, Liam makes a really good point, and and he gets win against Derry, but even losing the four one at home game to, against Bowes, and then you know, um, yeah. they've obviously you know. It's just, you know, one set of results and you really kind of get very confident and then it, a bad result then bring and, you know, that's like a way. Um, but look, um, Finn Harris is... I think it is. And again, it's against Shelburne. So there are two wins this season have come against Shelburne, which is a, a very funny thing. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely interesting because like think of it like they're two six pointers they're like two of the biggest games for them all season and obviously they go and do that like they'll be very disappointed when it comes to that um, you look at shells and you seriously have to question them now at this stage I think Luke um, it's the same negative football they go to every game thinking that they're going to get a draw um, I get it obviously that you have to sit back occasionally but like there's no counter-attacking either. It's just sitting back for the sake of it sometimes. It's really disappointing. And I have to say, I just thought they were awful. Uh, as for Finn Harps, you know, Finn Harps definitely added a lot more than uh, than Shells in this game. They definitely looked like more of a threat. They probably did deserve to win. And uh, obviously, Liam, from your perspective, would you believe that um, the Harps are actually going to catch up with Drada? Do you know what? It's it's kind of stage now where that the shell especially now Finn Harps will be looking at this game if the shells draw the game in two weeks. So shells course, yeah. shells play Sligo and we play Pats this Friday. And then Drawder are going to, to Shells. And that's a game that Harps will really be looking at. Because if they can pick up another three point you never know, even against us or Shells again, like and going off kind of you know, Harps have looked like a good team at times this season. They really have. They've got a very few very, very good players who and consistent players at that as well. Um Mihailovic, McNamee obviously doing really well. Uh and a, a goalkeeper in McGinty as well. So, like they've got the players to they you'd stand out and you'd like point them out and you'd say they're really good. Shells are really shells have one or two, but they're like they haven't you wouldn't put your money really if you saw the two if, especially that game I know Harps came out of that game with results but if you despite that result if you put your money on a team to kind of between those two to stay up you, yeah. you put your money on Harps especially the way they are like staying up for so so long Um, as a Drada fan you have to be worried really you really <laughs> I, I, with me anyway I'm I'm not exactly confident especially mm-hmm. looking at the state of our team now with the, the amount of injuries we have and uh, that that loss to uh Dundalk really kind of it's, it's it's kind of summed up nearly how the second half the, the kind of the second half of our season has been going so far. Um yeah. it was a bit like I said, it was a result that was bound to happen. Um so look the Pats game for us is gonna be interesting and then after that it's um it's that game to Shells and that'll be a it's two big games after that. Yeah, they're mm. huge game. And it was a harps harps at home after that as well. Harps at home then and then so you've it's, got it's shells away and then harps at home, yeah. So these next few weeks are really gonna kind of you know, they might might just be the defining games of a of of our season, you never know. But uh, for all for all three teams those. Yeah, it really is. Like I'm sure 
you know, Harps will be watching them games and, and obviously the playing games as well with some uh, with, with firm eyes as well as Shell. So it should be interesting. Um, but yeah, I would say I'd agree that you can sort of see there's a bit of a gap like between the where well, I don't think we're really gonna see this season the likes of Adrada or a shelled European sort of fight. You know that type of way. I think there's definitely. I wouldn't say it's substantial, but there is a gap between, say, sixth, fifth to about eight. I'd say, and um, there is a bit of a, a tiny bit of a gap. Well, obviously you've got the the top teams, and then you've got I sort of say like the Dundalks, the Patses, and Sligo, and then I sort of say Bowls, and then it'd be the other three. Then after that, you know what I mean? Us, you, us, yeah, Shells and, and Finn Harps. Um. So you know, I think it's about if you're draw the point of view it's about getting the points against then sort of teams and and uh you know you'll be fine if you do that but you know we've got some big games coming up over the next few weeks um some big crowds hopefully at these games to to give us a bit of a bit of a boost you know what i mean then it starts on friday a big game you know yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with you. i think john obviously were very very hard to beat over the last few weeks and they need to come back to that as mm. soon as possible um like you were sort of saying, Liam, it was inevitable that they were due a bad performance. But um, I think it's important that they bounce back as soon as possible. Like a draw would be a decent result just to get back on that mentality of, you know, pick up a point if you can't win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, as well, like, I, you know, I mentioned, you mentioned the injuries and, you know, I, I, you know before the game there uh, against Dundalk, it was good to see the likes of Foley and Markey out running and, Marky, um, you know, it's a big player. Going to be a, two of them will be big players when they do come back. To, as I was saying earlier, a few weeks ago, you know, they'll be like new signings when they do come back. And to see them both running around the pitch together, sort of gives you a bit of it puts you a bit at ease. You know what I mean? It's it's a nice thing to see. You know, because I'll be excited when they them two come back. You know. Yeah, yeah I think 100%. it's definitely just about kind of grinding out this part of the season now, trying to trying to pick up as many or not like lose as many points as we. We can by the time, and then when by the time they come back, we can really start kind of because there's a t- like teams like no offense, Jamie Pats and Sligo haven't exactly been unbeatable. Like you know, maybe last year they're they're much stronger, but well, it looks much stronger than they have yeah uh, this year. So they're they're games like there's a good few games, Bows even as well, even Dundalk. You never you know we caught them on a bad day at home. There's teams there that we can really kind of take points off and but it's a, yeah it's the same for Finn Harps and Shells and true yeah yeah it's I think like, now is crunch now it's crunch time for kind of for Harps especially that yeah. game against us at home is going to be a real uh, a real kind of they're gonna really be looking to pick up at maybe three points if they see us kind of licking our wounds a little bit now it's going to be a, a big game for them and a big big game for uh, Shells as well yeah Two it is as well they, like Harps have now got I think it's uh I think they've Rovers this weekend, and I don't know who they have after. Sligo, I think, is it? They've Rovers on uh, Shamrock Rovers on Friday, um, in uh, Tala. So for Harps, they'll just be going up there. You know, they won't be. They'll. I think they'll nearly. Obviously, they'll go into the game wanting to get a result, but it'll be very difficult to do that. So they'll nearly have one eye on that that game in a few weeks, the twentieth of May against Rada. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's one of them ones. So look, it's 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 open at the bottom as well. It is as it is at the top. So. You know that I think that's what what makes the league brilliant as well, lads. You know, yeah, it is hundred percent. Right, lads, we'll hop on to the first division results from Friday. Uh, we'll have a quick run through them, and then we'll uh, look ahead to Premier Division fixtures Friday. Um, and then we'll talk a bit about Monday, tiny bit about first division Monday, and then 
first division uh, fixtures as well for Friday. Anyways, uh, we'll start anyways at Lone Nil, Wexford 3. Liam, big win for Wexford. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been impressed with Wexford this year. Uh, they seem to be the team that are emerging as kind of um, getting away from the bottom finally. They've been there for a while now. It was at Lone last year, and now it looks like it's going to be Wexford. Um, this was, I think, probably an expected result going off both how both teams have performed this year. Um, Wexford now, really, why not start looking towards the top? There's yeah. this one space there in fifth that, and maybe even fourth, if, if Longford end up losing points, there's 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 a space there, and Wexford can absolutely go in for it if they, if they really try. Like, if they can keep their players mm. fit, their big players fit, like your Corcoran's, um, it's... Why, why? Why wouldn't you like? They've been, like I said, they've been performing really, really well. This was probably an expected result. Um, as for Athlone as well, look, still yet to pick up a win. Um, probably, like I said, expected. Um, look, they, since uh, sacking the manager, probably uh, we were talking about that a few weeks ago. wasn't hasn't done them any favors still. So um, yeah, it's about kind of nearly playing for pride. I know it's early on still, but they they really kind of desperately need to turn their this kind of season around, you know, get some, maybe a draw, another draw, get a bit of momentum or something. Um, but at the moment, it looks like the league's just kind of too much for them at the moment, really. Uh, and fair, look, fair play to Wexford as well. Um, then it's they've they really Wexford kind of looked like they have a season to look forward to this year. Really, it's exciting one like that. Yeah, it looks like they can really take points off really any of the teams they face, uh, which is probably something that ha- they haven't had over the last few seasons. And I don't think there's a substantial difference between them and the top team. So big, big fair play to them. You know, they've got some brilliant players in there now. Dinny Corcoran, actually, I think it was his 100 uh, League of Ireland goal. I don't yeah, know if I've just seen that. Uh, which is brilliant. I mean, uh, a really, really good fella uh, and a really good player as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a real pity, Liam, that it didn't work out for him with Rada last season. With injuries and that, like, that was one I was really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... He was great at Bowes, uh, and he's been a great servant to the league. But uh, look, it, we kind of signed him knowing that he was probably wouldn't be one hundred percent fit going into the majority of that season. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised. Now he did pop up at one or two goals, uh, yeah. which proved to be good. Big kind of, I think he drew it. Which we draw up past the start of last season. No, he bet in the last minute, but he did equalise. Yeah, he equalised it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, look, it's great that he's finding his feet, though. I mean, I know it's first division and it's kind of towards the latter end, but it's still, like, if you can get the, is that 100 goals that he has? 100 goals, like that's That's no small feat. Like, I mean, even if it's in the first division, that, there's very few players that have been able to able to hit that mark. Like, um, yeah. and fair play to him. He's been an absolutely great servant to the league and hopefully, you know, he can do well at Wexford, maybe even stay another season. And he's he's kind of inspired them a few, a few, a few times this season. So, why not kind of get the hopes up down there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, next game, Bray won, Cove won. Um, I know I think Bray is going to be a hefty topic uh, when we come around to the Monday game uh, after different things that went on there on the other day and um, down in Wexford after their game against Wexford. But another draw against Cove, uh, uh, Jamie, Bray, like, I don't, like, it's a hard thing to really, you know, describe, but why can't they get wins? Like it's, it, they're they're drawing these games, but what is stopping them from getting these wins? It's, it's hard to really put your finger on it, isn't it? I think they're playing 
2003 star football in 2022. Uh, and Devin has not adapted in the slightest. He seems to be very, very stubborn. stubborn. Mm. He's not letting any players express themselves. He's really sucking the life out of that club. And it's a big shame. I know I'm probably going to get onto it more in the review about the, the Wexford game. But, like, oh, it's a shame. Anyway, to go into this game in more specific detail, um, once again, you know, it was a typical Bay performance. They didn't really create much at all. Very, very poor on the ball. Um, sat deep when Cove had the ball. Mm. Showed Cove. Far too much respect. Yeah. Look at the two squads. Look at the two budgets. You know, Bray should be going in for the kill every time they are attacking. At home, it's Cove Ramblers. Like, no disrespect to Cove Ramblers in the slightest, but like, that is disappointing. It really is. And um, you have to be doing better than that. And, you know, for a large part of this game, once again, as far as I can remember, I have to say this game and the Wexford game is a bit of a blur. But um, from what I can remember, Cove were the dominant team in this game. Obviously, Drinan got to go Aaron Drinan. And, you know, Curtis Burns scored just before half time. And I have to say, they were very lucky they got that goal because as soon as Curtis Burns scored the equaliser, it was all Cove until the end of the game. It really was. So, that just really gives you an indication as to how fucked Bray are. And I think we'll talk about it obviously later. Um, the club is not in a good state at the minute. Something has to change. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting one, definitely. We're not getting these results, but anyways, we'll uh, we'll we'll move on. Uh, quickly enough, Cork four, Longford one. Cork continuing their fine form. Uh, another good win, especially against a team like Longford who have been in really good form before this game. Um, before these run against, like they've been in fine form, and you know you were nearly looking at them. Jesus, they're they're dark horses for the league, and Cork really put out a statement against them, Liam. I was one of the people I was really looking forward to this game because I thought it would be um I thought and I saw going off I was speaking to a few Cork fans as well and they were saying they're really nervous for this game. This was like if I think if Cork had won this if Cork won this game which they did, this is kind of maybe you could nearly say the league not wrapped up, but I know they're still three points. They're only three points ahead, but they're they beat they've beaten every team in the league now, pretty much. Yeah, there's they comfortably beat Longford, who I thought as well would have been dark horses, um, and they're really kind of putting out a statement, even for coming up next year, that they're not, <coughs> they're not messing around. Um, really, really impressive so far this season. That they haven't really, they really haven't put a foot wrong. Uh, Sam Verdon scored early for Longford, um, which kind of I'd say probably cemented that worry, um for Cork fans but then they picked it up soon after and uh, had a comfortable enough second half uh, Barry Coffey again great great player uh, really rate him highly uh, and I think he'll definitely be as not be one to watch next season if Cork do go up uh, yeah. might even might, maybe if he unlucky enough he mightn't even be there next year he might be somewhere else for uh, unlucky for Cork fans but uh, yeah I think I think he's only on Celtic uh, from Celtic yeah. so alright never mind then um, well I mean there for a reason he's really shown his class yeah um, but yeah look like a, like I said I think Cork have now kind of they've they've set the marker now and it's about who can catch them it's not about um, they don't look like they're dropping points anytime soon really just really solid all around um, yeah I'll tell you what though lads just to build on that point yeah uh, Liam like going into that half time I was actually watching the highlights and I heard a bit about this game from a uh, lads up between the stripes and from what they were saying you know 
it was very tight going into half time. The squads were both very, very similar. Um, you know, it was anyone's game per se. And Longford took the lead. They did, exactly, yeah. Sam Verdon. And then they got very unlucky with a known goal uh, from what yeah. I heard as well. Michael Barker, who's had a great season, great resurgence at Longford this year. Um, but going into half time, you know, Longford were arguably the better side from what I'm hearing. And I just think at the end, you know, they had a few chances. They probably lack a goal scorer, for being honest with ourselves. Um, I actually like this Lansford squad. I think it's hungry. But, um, yeah, they lack a goal scorer. Someone like, like Gary Shaw was being thrown about. He hasn't got a club at the minute. I think he'd be amazing for this side. Something in the summer, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously Cork are the, the better outfit at the minute. They're full-time. They have better squad depth. They, they probably do have the better players, if we're being honest with ourselves. And like Liam said, Barry Coffey showed his class. Yeah, and he is on loan from Celtic. I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah. Two, two year long, yeah. It got extended. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what, what plans. I don't think, like, look, it, it'll be difficult from they get into the Celtic first team, obviously. So maybe there's an option there of a permanent and the, if they do get it, go up, you know, that type of way. Um, but depends, obviously, on everything else. But um, the next game, lads, it is Treaty 2, Galway 3. Um, Jamie, it was Treaty you went 2-0 up in this game and what a comeback. Um, I think it was definitely game of the weekend anyways and what a what a performance from Galway anyways in that second half. Yeah, they really showed what they're made of. They needed a win in this game. Uh, obviously, Cork got their big win against Longford. Galway had to match them with three points. It was non-negotiable. And uh, obviously, Dean George, like you're saying, they actually went 2-0 up. Um, with, what, 20... 25 minutes to go with that yeah, yeah. Um, and they really really roasted the task Galway did uh, Ronan Manning he's been key he really has since he's playing from that loan he got probably unlucky with injuries last year I really like him top player uh, Alex Murphy you know we all know about Alex Murphy how much potential he has and to be able to get a key goal like that is the one thing we probably haven't seen him do yet yeah. so that is absolutely amazing and then obviously Stephen Walsh to get the winner last minute um, I know from the pictures that I saw Galway brought a huge crowd down the tree so I'm sure they'd be all very very happy with that win I guess it's somewhat of a derby now so um, I'm sure they'd be very very happy with that but it just shows the grit that John Caulfield always has with his sides you know they don't play the prettiest football all the time but they're great they're tough they're well drilled and they, this is the, the kind of result that you need if you want to go up you have to be able to snatch a win when you don't deserve a win. And this seemed like one of the games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, right, lads, I think we'll move on now for uh, to, what is it, the Premier Division fixtures for this Friday. And then we'll just do a we'll run through then the First Division results from Monday. And uh, I think we've also just had Jonathan, who's just joined us. Jonathan, are you with us? I am. Hello. Hey. Jonathan, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, thanks for joining us anyways. We're we're just uh heading on now to the Premier Division fixtures for Friday. And um, thanks for joining us anyways. No problem. Right, um right lads, anyways, uh Derry Bowes, the Ryan McBride, Brandywell. I think this is gonna be a good game. Bowes coming off the back of a good result. Um Jonathan, go to you, what do you think of Derry Bowes? Um I think Derry are too strong for Bowes, to be honest. Like that Derry side that I saw play against Pats at the weekend. Was just unbelievable. It was probably more Pats being awful, but they're just an unbelievable side. And Bowes, they 
came off the back of a good win against UCD as well, but I just see Derry taking this. It's at home as well. So, uh, do you want me to give the score prediction? Or? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'll say 3-1 Derry. 3-1 Derry. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, right, Liam, I'll go to you for this one. Derry Bowes as well. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Jonathan. I think Derry just uh, after that Pat's performance. Yeah, it could have been largely down to Pat's not being up to the standard, but I think they're uh, a class apart and I don't, I don't think balls are gonna have it easy at all. Um, I might go. God, I'm tempted to go high scoring, but I think I'll leave it for today. I'll go. Uh, I got three nil to Derry. And if I'm gonna go two nil Derry, Jamie. I also agree with Liam. I'm gonna go three nil Derry. Okay, no problem. Right, lads. Uh, the next game, Shell Sligo. Um, I think this one's gonna be a good game. I think Shells need a result here. Um, to, if I'm honest, they need to you know get this. I think they need a home win. They haven't had a home in this season. They're really going to be looking for this in this game. Um, by the way, lads, Riyad Mahrez is just after scoring a cracker. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that. trying to keep his kill. Trying to keep the kill. I like it. <laughs> uh, it's that is it. That's a brilliant goal. Anyways, uh, what are you thinking, lads? Uh, Liam, I go to you. Shells and um, Sligo. I can't see Shells coming out this sort of win. I know they've up. Uh, it's I want to say that because that. <laughs> No one shells, they probably will against the against a, a team higher up than them in the table. Um but they have haven't haven't got a home win yet. And I I don't think this is gonna end. I think Sligo have been in the last few weeks have shown that they're still still well and truly gonna battle it out for Europe and they're I don't can't see them dropping points here. I'm gonna say one 0 Sligo. Okay, one 0 Sligo. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go with a two one Sligo in here. I think Sligo are gonna continue, you know, that, that they're going to get it going a bit now of a, of a nice little unbeaten run for themselves. John, what are you thinking? Yeah, I agree with you exactly, Luke. I'm going to say 2 and Sligo. Okay, and Jamie? I'm back at one on draw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trying to be different. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be right, right John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, John, I'll go back to you. UCD Dundalk, um, what are you thinking for this game? Uh, I, I don't see UCD getting a result, to be honest. Like, even if I know they need these results, but I just don't see them getting them. Like, it's just, you just don't know when they'll get these results. So, like, they surely will come eventually, but it's hard to know when. And they need it sooner rather than later, but I'm going to stick with the Dundalk win. I'm going to say 3 0. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to go to 2 0. Used to be 2 0. You... There you <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean that. We I mean, know you hate them, but we didn't know you hate them that much. <laughs> no, I, I go right 2 0 UCD and then I go 2 0. I mean, I mean 2 0 Derry. I meant 2 0 Dundalk. <laughs> I mean 2 0 Dundalk. If you said 2 0 UCD, we'd have a few people coming into our comments. Yeah, no, definitely no. Um, Jeff Kelly. <laughs> Absolutely. Want to name him. I wanted. I wanted to leave him anonymous. <laughs> leave him anonymous. You uh, said Dundalk. I think this is going to be two 0 Dundalk. Uh, Liam. Seven 0 UCD. UCD seven 0 Three 0 Dundalk. Gone. <laughs> was I three 0 Dundalk? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamie. One 0 Dundalk. I think it'll be a bit more difficult. Yeah. Rovers Harps, uh, the team that may not have a manager by come the end of this, <laughs> by come this game, but I don't, I can't see it. Uh, like, it depends. Like, um, obviously, we were talking earlier about it, but uh, Jamie, what do you think? And Shamrock Rovers and Harps? I think this will be Brady's last game, and I think the players will be really up for it, and they'll win 4 1. 4 1, I'm going to go 4 0. Um, Jonathan? I'm going to say 5 0. 
Liam? I'll say 4-0 as well. Oh, right, lads, the final hands. game. <laughs> uh, the final game is the Yellow Eyes on Derby. Uh, Come on. Draw the United at home to St. Patrick's Athletic. Uh, Jonathan, what are you thinking? Um, to be honest, I think draw to have this more than Pats. Uh, I don't I don't like the look of the Pats team recently. I think draw to, although they, they got pretty convincingly beaten mm. in the derby. Yeah. I just think at home, you have a better chance than us. So I'll say you'll win 2-1. Oh, I don't like that. Well, I do like that. But I just, I think you're putting the doubters on us now. That, that means we're not, we're not going to win now. I bet you. Right. Uh, Liam? I think that's quite intriguing, actually, because I know these are two kind of teams that maybe haven't got the best form now. I don't fancy us. I fancy Pats more. I don't like the look of our team at the moment. I think we're too, uh, maybe if Dean... I don't, know if he, I don't know if he's going to be bold enough to play Dean Williams after the injury. Um, uh, I, I don't know if he will or not. But Yeah, it's a I, hard one to call. I think I think you should, to be honest with you. I think you should. I think, I think, he, I think starting well, Lions are probably Depending if he's 100%. Depends on if, if he's 100% fit. Yeah, even coming on the last maybe 15 minutes or so. Um, what I think... I, I, I definitely do think we will see him, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a hard one to predict. It's a hard one. I think it'll be... I, I can't see he's coming out of the game with three points. Um, torn between a one one draw and a and maybe a two one Pats win. I'm not sure. Um, right, lads. I'm gonna give my prediction. I'm gonna go one nil St. Pats. Ooh, I like it. Uh, I think these are gonna be coming into this game. You know, off, obviously they're coming off the back of a tough result, and so are ourselves. But I think these are gonna be, you know, hungry. I think the players will probably have to be up for this one. You know what I mean? Because he's probably need to win it, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think one of the pats. Uh, Jamie, what are you thinking yourself? All right. I said to you earlier in the week, Luke, I said two and draw that. Yeah. I'm going to soften my approach slowly and say one on draw. I just think both teams need a reaction. I think form goes out the window slightly. I think the quality of players go out the window slightly. I think it all comes down to who wants it more. Both coming off very, very poor defeats. I think... Whoever reacts um, better to that defeat will probably end up getting the result out of this game. Uh, I haven't seen Pats look hungry at all this year. Bear maybe a Rovers game at home. Like I, I can't really say that. Whereas yeah. I look at Drogheda, you know, that dairy performance last time you were at home was superb. So for that reason, you know, I'll go with a one-all draw, but I can definitely see a scenario where Drogheda win. Okay, no worries. Um... Anyways, lad, we'll go first division results. I think, I think we've gone through all the games there. First division yeah. results from Monday. Um, and I will go through the fixtures. Uh, so, and we've also got Premier Division Monday, which we've got two games, which we'll do. Just quick predictions after that. Uh, Waterford won at Lone Nail. Uh, Jonathan, this was a big win for Waterford. Yeah, they needed that. Um, to keep up with the front runners somewhat, they're still a good way off. But they're back up into third now. And for Athlone, to know, they just don't have it this season, really, do they? No, definitely not. They're just sitting there at the bottom with two points. Yeah. Just not really looking like doing anything. Like, Waterford had 10 men for the second half, and they still managed to find a winner. Yeah. Right, we'll jump on to the next game. Uh, Liam, Wexford won, Bray won. I think, as well, it'd be right to go into what we've seen at the end of the, the Bray yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Pat Pat Dev, I think you, you can all jump in here, anyways, lads. But Pat Devlin, um, you know, 
confronting the the brave fans at the end of the game who were chanting we want devo out yeah. you know we, we, we've all seen the videos uh i don't like i think look it's you know the brave fans are obviously very disappointed with what they're seeing from their team recently and you can't blame them but as well Pat Devlin is one of the most experienced managers in the league at this moment in time if not the the most experienced manager in the league and he is really let himself down there uh, Liam yeah uh, Jamie said it earlier um, playing football like it's 2003 it's just the players don't look like they really have any identity personal personal like they don't seem they don't look like they're expressing themselves much in the pitch no as much as they maybe could be, they because there's some good players in that in that side, but it's just not coming out. Um, and you cannot completely understand why the fans are frustrated. Um, do I think Devlin's reaction, even to the fans chanting, was was a was the right reaction? Absolutely not. Um, that's you don't you don't see that in any country really uh, at any level. Uh, a manager reacted to fans. You, you it's. Thank you for coming down, and then it's off your pop. It's, I know maybe it's been going on for a while now. Maybe it's just kind of he's got fed up with it, but I just don't think it's justified at all. Um, and it's just really put a big dark cloud over uh Bray Wonders Football Club at the moment. Uh, the owners and and seem to be out of touch with the with the fans. Um, and it's just about ironing out that that kind of that merger with with Kevin Teedy from last year. It's about kind of you know getting it right and once they do get it right I've no doubt that they um that they'll start firing again and kind of hit hit the promotion places. Um even like even going off the season alone, it's they're still not far off despite there's been results there where they could could have easily gotten three points, but they're still they aren't far off mathematically not far off promotion mm. place still. Uh but mentally they they're they're well well off the mark. And I think uh I think I think the fans need to just. I know they've been. We've seen a lot of videos of the Bray fans have been very have been decent in the ground this year, uh, at getting the support behind the team. But um, I think that just it just needs to. The the board need to really rethink the whole situation now, especially after that on Monday. I mean, a draw against Wexford, a, a Wexford team that have haven't been bad at all. Maybe not a bad result considering how how poor Bray have been this year. But I think um. Yeah, I think the whole situation needs to be uh, looked at now. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, as I was saying, I think Jamie Pat Devlin, he's he is the most experienced manager that's playing in this, that's managing in this league at the moment. Like it's, it's you know, the probably the last person I expected to, for um, last manager I expected to confront the fans the way he did, and you know we've seen the videos. He had to be dragged away. Like it's it's yeah. uh, it's really surprising. I disagree. Yeah, I thought I saw this coming for a long time. I have to say, I think some of his comments at the start of the season were dreadful, like horrible. Yeah, I know, um, I know that as well. You know, yeah. The way he's yeah. talking about, oh, if you're not happy with the merch, go support a different team. Like these are, you know, fans. Because like, you imagine someone said that about your, like about Drada. It's fucking yeah, horrible. I, yeah. I feel bad for the Bray fans. I really do. Yeah. But there's a small minority of them that are there to cause trouble this year, and it's chanting some horrible chants towards Devlin. Don't agree with that whatsoever. But um, it's a big shame for all the proper uh, Bray fans. And obviously, the Captain TD Bray thing probably distanced himself. And I know plenty of Bray fans now who just have lost a love for it, which is very, very sad because Bray are a team with a lot of history. Yeah. Uh, proper West mm-hmm. League of Ireland teams throughout the years. So it's a shame. 
Um, I think more on the football side now. Um, Pat Devlin, let's be real, he's not getting sacked. He's going to step away. Pat Devlin controls everything at that club. Um, I don't use this term lightly, but he's a bit of a dictator. Um, I have no doubt if Gary Cronin was still in charge at Bray and had them in this exact same spot, whatever, where are they, 7th, um, 12, 11, 10 points or whatever, uh, I have no doubt he'd be sacked. I really do. Um, Devin, his ideas are, are dated. He hasn't really got a plan B. The players aren't playing for him. Um, his management staff, Eddie Gormley, has been there for a long time. He seems to not be changing either. Um, but I don't know how to get out of this at Bray. It's a bit of a cycle now and it has to be broken somehow. And I think the only way that Bray, well, Cabo Bray now, will have a decent shot of getting promoted in the future will be if Pat Devlin leaves. And it's really sad because Devlin's one of the best ever Bray managers. He's managed the club on five occasions. He's a legendary League of Ireland man. And he's, he's tarnishing his legacy by staying. Um, I think he should walk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and no, I, I think he should as well. I, I think after that, especially, he should walk. You know what I mean? He's let himself down. He's let the club down. And, you know, it's, it's really, really disappointing to see, especially, you know, as I said, Devlin is a very experienced manager and, you know, it's it's just one thing you don't do. You don't rise to that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, Jonathan, what did you think make of it? Uh, yeah, I, I obviously, I kind of agree with what you were saying. Like, what he did was obviously completely wrong. And I do feel like he, he was put in a very tough situation as well. Like, he was mm. two clubs merging at the end of the season going into this season is never going to be an easy job to do but like the way he's dealt with it is it's not been good and like what Jamie was saying <coughs> like about what he said at the start of the season like it's just not good enough from him and like to be honest I saw the video of, and I didn't see that it was him I thought it was just some fan <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought it was just some like stupid fan or something but no I didn't even realise until you said it there that it was Pat Devlin so that kind of shocked me when John, are you living under a rock or something? <laughs> I know I saw the videos. I just didn't know it was him. Yeah, God. <laughs> I I didn't know that to be honest. Yeah, no bother. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now what did I want to say? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's very look. It's 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 a it's a very disappointing moment for Bray they're in at the minute, and you know, I think they're gonna. I, I think they'll struggle to get out of it um, unless Devlin walks as Jamie said so as you said Jamie I think that's the only way, one way of, of, of sorting this out and so, but it? it's not like this and as well if he does walk there's a few managers lingering around who would fit that kind of role Sean, you know Sean Deitch oh Sean yeah naturally yeah, that's yeah. Why I, was well, I agree with you though Ian uh, Vinnie Perth Ian Morris Ian Morris for, for example yeah there's a, like, there's a they're not there's, the league isn't short on free agent managers like and it's a spot that's going to open up soon, let, no doubt. Like, oh, yeah, by fans' sake. And also for Pat Devlin's sake, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Legacy, like I said, he's, I think as well, though, it, you know, to make it clear, um, it's a two-way thing. Some of the comments that he was receiving were disgusting. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. I just think everything's just a bit of a shit show up right at the minute. And, you know, it, it's not good. No. Uh, right, lads, we're still uh, Cork 3, 3, Cork 3, 3 0. Um, who haven't I gone to? Jamie, um, have I gone to you here? All right, I'll go again. 
go again then. Go on. What do you think of this one, Cork 3 3 now? Once again, um, I actually really enjoyed watching the highlights of this game because obviously I saw uh, these highlights Monday night and then I saw the the Monday ones on YouTube. So um, it was interesting to get the contrast. And I have to say, you know, they really played against Tree uh, like they were a top side, which is a credit to Tree. And they really were finding the hard to break down at the start. And then once the first goal came in, um, just after half time, maybe about six minutes in, they scored literally. Instantly, three in three goals. minutes. It was, it was absolutely crazy. I didn't watch the game fully, so I wouldn't have really seen the fans that late. But you could just tell, like it was a tough game, a hard slog, and then just literally, exactly like exactly like you're saying, three minutes of quality, and then boom, they're three nil up. So that just shows you how strong this Cork side is. Um, but at the same time, with the three nil loss, it just credit to be there for uh, for three United. They put in the shift by the sounds of it. They were in this game outside of the minutes between 60, 64 and 67. They were well in this game. So, uh, credit to them. But yeah, Cork are a different animal this season. Yeah. Another great performance. Absolutely. Right, lads. Galway 2, Waterford nil, Liam. Uh, good win for Galway. Yeah. Um, again, kind of really distance, distancing themselves now from Waterford and Longford. Um and it's now really, I think it's confirmed. Really, it's a two-horse race that we have at the moment uh, for for that automatic promotion place. Um, yeah. Galway look looks. I uh, didn't get to see the game. Going off what I've heard, they they got the pen, and it kind of looks like it was comfortable from there now. Uh, Longford got the man sent off, uh, in the eighty-second minute as well. That kind of was the writing on the wall. But um, look, Galway. At the moment, really, just I still still think Cork are a bit more of a an edge ahead of Galway. Uh, the tree, the tree. Another there's a they have a game in hand, but the goal difference kind of kind of sums it up. Um, they, I think Galway really just if they can grind out, if they can get result against Cork, it's completely all open, and it's really a. Uh, other than that, they really cannot afford to drop points simply at all in uh, for the rest of this campaign if they want to. If they want to get get first, um, and they've been chasing it for so so long, um, it's not always, it's never going to be, a, especially with the teams in the Premier Division. Uh, it's not really enough to settle for a promotion qualifier, like, um, because you're either going to be playing us shells or m- most likely us shells or or harps, with who are all very strong teams. And Galway, they they're unfortunately used to heartbreak in the promotion qualifiers. So, um, look, they want to be. They want to be really, really chasing that first place uh, and guaranteeing themselves a spot in next year's uh, Premier Division. Yeah, absolutely. And also, lads, it's, it's uh, game on at the Bernabeu. It's one off. <laughs> Turn this into the, the Champions League zone, is it? Benzema. No, Rodrigo. Oh, they scored. It's 2 1. You're joking. 2 1 Real Madrid. Oh, my God. No, nah, you're joking. Yeah. You're joking. Five all on aggregate. And that was the last minute as well. Yeah, 90. In added time. You so cannot it. make it up. I love it. Let's hurry this time that we can see this game. Anyway, come on, let's wrap this up. I want to get extra time in. Yeah, it's going to extra time. Um. Anyways, lads, <laughs> next game we have... No, we don't have... We're, we've not, we're finished. Sorry, this game is just... Uh, This game is just distracting me here. I actually can't believe that Real Madrid have, have scored in the 90s. Right here, I'm going to have to turn this on now. Two goals. Two goals are obviously scoring and out of time. Anyways. um. City level stuff right there. Yeah. Blitzing teams. <laughs> 
First Good division night. fixture, boys, uh, for this week, for Friday, um, at Lone Cork. Um, John, and quick prediction. Uh, 5-0 Cork. Oh, my God. <laughs> Liam, do you give, do you give Athlone any chance? <laughs> I'll do you, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll do you one better. John, I'll do you one better 6-0. Oh, okay, okay. I think, I think 2-0 Cork. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I'm also not a crazy bastard. Two nil, Cork. Okay, uh, Bray Waterford, Liam. Uh, I'm gonna say two nil to Waterford. Okay. Um, what do you think, uh, Jonathan? Uh, I'm gonna say three one to Waterford. No matter, lads. This game is. I can't believe we're recording this right now. <laughs> the Remsjord nearly have to score again. That's what you were saying, was it? What? Was that the talk you by surprise, was it? Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Um, right, Cove Galway. Um, oh no, I haven't even finished. Sorry, boys, I'm so distracted right now. <laughs> this is absolutely horrible. Go on, Neil Waterford. Move on. No, no. Come on, Luke. First division pre- predictions is much better. Okay. Champions League. Yeah, I, I fully no, I, I, I fully agree with you, but like this is <laughs> mental what, what I'm saying right I now. No, I know what you mean. Right. I'm watching the name myself. Liam, did I get your prediction there for... Uh, Whose didn't I get? Speak up. Yours. Mine for Bray Waterford? Yeah. yeah. 1-0 Bray. Ooh. And he said right. no crazy scoreline in the last one, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, 1-0 Bray. <laughs> I fancy Bray for some reason. Go on. Okay, I love it. Right. Cove Galway, boys. What are you thinking? Uh, Jonathan. 3-1 Galway. 3-1 Galway. Okay, uh, Liam. 3-0 Galway. And Jamie? 2-1 Galway. Uh, I think 2-0 mm-hmm. Galway. Longford, Wexford. Longford, Wexford. Uh, Liam? Yeah. Um, for anyone wondering, yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, oh, actually, I'm going to say 2-1 Longford. Grant. Jamie, did I get your prediction there for the last one? Yeah, you did, yeah. Grant. Uh, what should you say there, Liam? 2-1 Longford. Okay. Free kick as well on the edge of the box for Manchester City. <laughs> 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 it's, oh, a lo- it's a love of the game it's a love of the game if you want we can just stop and wait for this match to end if you want Luke no 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 we'll continue uh, on we'll crack on boys crack on <laughs> uh, right lads two yeah, Luke screaming, you know what's happened. two Premier Division games lads I want to get your predictions for both is and, and then we'll we'll finish up uh, what yeah. are you thinking uh, for Derry St. Pat's uh, Liam oh uh, I'm going to say oh God, it's, a re- it's a repeat very early is it on isn't it uh, yeah. I'm going to say 3-0 Derry. Whoa. Um, it just kind of depends as well how past this game goes Friday. I think, you know, yeah. if they, they come off the back of a bad result, they're not really want to be travelling up to Derry hoping to get a result. So, um, it's hard to know. I'm think... not very confident from Pats. I can't lie, boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think 2-0 Derry. Uh, Liam, uh, not Liam. Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, I'll agree with you, Luke. 2-0 Derry. And, uh, 2-1 Derry. Um, Shamrock Rovers, Sligo Rovers. Again, it's an early repeat again. Um, I think it's just the European teams who are playing, so um, yeah, for the reschedule again, <laughs> and that. So, uh, Liam, what do you think? And Shamrock Rovers logo? I think Rovers are going to edge it out. I'm going to say two one. Two one. Shamrock Rovers. Okay, and Jamie. Yeah, two 0 Shamrock Rovers. Okay, and Jonan. Um, I'll say one one again. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be one 0 Shamrock Rovers. Um, right, lads. And at the end of another episode, yeah. um, sorry, 
that towards the end of this has been horrendous. Uh, we <laughs> recording on the night of the Champions League semi-finals, and this is you know um, a brilliant game. But anyways, lads, thanks very much for joining me, and we'll look forward to uh, some more League of Ireland games now next week, uh, this week and next week, and we'll look forward to chatting again next week. So thanks very much. Thanks. Yeah, cheers, Carl. Right. Enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah, I certainly will.